The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! Exploding down the sideline. This is Hanging with the Boys, presented by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, Jesse Holly, and Shannon Gross. Friday! Call us at 888-855-2297. We're going to do our best impersonation of... Storyline today without Nick. We'll see if he shows up today. We got an empty seat without Kurt again. You're looking live at Tostitos Championship, a bustling Tostitos Championship Plaza outside Ford Center at the Star of Frisco, Texas, where it is 50 degrees. It's a chilly 50 degrees. It's sunny. High is 53. The low tonight is, ooh, it's going to get down to 32. Mm. He's Nate. This is Shannon in the back. It's Chris Bean keeping us on. We do not have our boy. Uh, Your Kurt, boy. Uh, that's fine. My boy. I'll Your take it. Boy, that's, our that's, teammate. That's my boy. Our my my our teammate. Your our boy. Teammate. My boy. Yeah. My boy. Yeah. Kurt Scott with us today. I am Zaddy Holly. Together, we make Hanging with the Boys, the sports talk equivalent of Braille. People feel us. There yeah. we go. Yeah. <laughs> when yeah. we speak. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we want to hear from you guys today. This is your show. We don't even have a rundown. We don't have an agenda. The only thing we have to get to besides calls is story time with Nate. Do you, hey, do you have one loaded up today? You, you know, brought you, uh, by? Oh, brought yes. you by. Each and every day by Wingstop, where flavor gets its wings. Come on, Cook. You got to show up this week, baby. <laughs> Golly. If, if Dak can just do me a favor. If What's Dak it? can just do me a favor. What, what do you need, Nate? <laughs> if your name is not, if you're not the 88, the third one, okay, is that the fourth one? The fourth one. The fourth one. If you're not C.D. Lamb, if you're not. Do they count the third one, though? Yeah, yeah they do. They, they do. do? Yeah, yeah, they do. They, with big love. Okay. If you're not oh, C.D. Lamb, if you're not Tony Pollard, if you're not Jake Ferguson, if you're not Cook, don't throw him the ball. This week? Do me a, yeah, don't throw them the ball. I, I want to see our stars. <clears throat> throw our stars the ball. You know, if you have 100 targets, let 99 of them be to the, that guy and then throw <laughs> Tober a deep ball for the, you know, after we, you know. In slop time? Yeah, in slop time. I, don't don't let me do give that. Me, let me also give a shout-out. Let me give a shout-out to, uh, to my guys in Jacksonville. Yes. My boy. Uh, Little Richard in Jacksonville. He has a Little crew. Richard. Yeah, he has a crew that he works with overnight, and they're huge Cowboy fans, uh-huh. and they live and die with the Cowboys. Yes. So a lot of their overnight conversations yes. is about the Cowboys, good, bad, or indifferent. And so I'll get the voice next. I'll get the voice notes from uh, from Rich. He's like, "Oh man, me and the boys talking about we 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 coming to see y'all. We coming to see what you got to say, man, about so and so." So shout out. To Lil Richard and all the overnight fellas. I don't know y'all name, but the overnight crew that work with Lil Richard, I want to give y'all and a where shout is out. Where located at? In Jacksonville. Florida. In Jacksonville, Florida. Yes. Jacksonville, Florida. Shout out to you fellas, man. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks we appreciate for listening. And for sure. y'all need a story. And if I, have I ever told y'all about the one where we was playing Minnesota and we beat them, I think, in overtime? Nope. We nope. haven't heard it. And, with, and if with, we have, Charles we want to hear it again. With it Charles again. Uh, uh Was it, I think, was it? I'm kind of confused, y'all. I'm, stay with me. Uh, either we was here winning this game, or we was winning this game, and they put the backups in. I kind of heard Coach uh, 
Johnson. Campbell telling. Oh, Campbell. Well, anyway, we coming in late, me and Charles, because Charles was, for some reason, want to holler at some people. You know me, I'm just tagging along, kind of, you know, just looking. And, and, and everybody's in the locker room. And Jimmy is standing up on his podium just going off about the, the near loss and all of this and how we should be much better. And Charles, you know how loud Charles is. He come around the corner, Nate, you fat, greasy, something. And I'm just looking because, I, 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 you know, I, I got an alert out for Jimmy everywhere he at because I'm always <laughs> one to cut up, you know. And so I looked and I saw Jimmy's face. And so I, I backed up. <laughs> Charles just walked on in there. And Jimmy went off on Charles. For being front, late? Oh, yeah, for being late because this after a game. He didn't believe in all this hoopla and all this stuff, especially when he felt we should have crushed this team. Jersey swapping would have killed Jimmy oh, Johnson. Oh. Yes, it would have. Yes, it would have. And so <laughs> Charles looks at him and Charles, Charles took it. Jimmy, Jimmy, you, da, 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 da. And Charles took it. And so I'm looking, and I'm like, oh, I hope I don't get this shrap metal all over me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and they went into the back room. Charles looked at him, and Jimmy went to the coach's room, and no other coach went with, you know, Jimmy because they saw Charles lasered in. On <laughs> Charles went in there behind him. And for like a minute and a half, you don't talk to me now. I'm a grown You son of And then both of them came out smiling. <laughs> and then, but they, but you know, but when they looked at us, you know, but both of them went around the corner. They separated, smiling, like I told him, and he's showing out yeah. with his coaches, and Charles told us showing out with the players. And I'm looking like, wow. And all I could think was, man, I'm so glad I didn't get caught, <laughs> get caught up in this rap metal, bro. Was Charles the only one that could go at Jimmy? No, no, you. As long this is this is the focus of Jimmy. If he could see that all you cared about was winning games, he could take a little heat from you. And you had to be close to right. Now, if you were wrong, and I told y'all the Frank Cornish story, how Frank was new here, we had lost the game, and we was on the plane. And Frank was on the plane cracking jokes. And I sat right next to Frank. Why are you always near trouble? <laughs> I was that guy. Why are you I was always that guy. near? I was, like, I'm starting to think it ain't them. I can it's tell you. I can you, tell you something. You, my dad used to tell me, son, you got to watch the people you hang around. <laughs> or is you, are you the trouble? I'm like, dad, that's how I'm telling you. I'm the trouble. Because I was always cracking jokes. So I'm, I'm sitting there next to Frank. Cracking jokes with him, but got my eye looking for Jimmy because I knew he was coming back. <laughs> and so Jimmy got up. He heard all this. You know, I'm laughing, screaming. You know how loud I can get. Was this after a win? After a loss. After a after loss. A loss. Okay. And Frank just cracking jokes. And so I hit Frank because yeah, I'm looking. You know, I could see Jimmy. He sat up right on the front up to the right. So I'm looking because I sat on the left. And I'm looking down the aisle. Even the media was trained. They were sitting there. Yeah, everybody bird dog ears forward. <laughs> and so I saw Jimmy come and say, Frank, Frank, shh. And Frank didn't understand. You know, let's let him go back and let him go, and then we get back. To... So Frank going on, da 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 And everybody just looking. I'm like, Frank. Frank, like, man, I ain't doing nothing but just talking. I said, okay. <laughs> so Jimmy came back and looked Frank right in his eyes. Man, shut up. 
<laughs> Frank hit Jimmy and said, be quiet. And Jimmy went on back to the back to tell the uh, stewardess. stewardess, whatever he was going to tell them about how we was going to eat or what, what, how this was going to go, you know. And Frank, like, you can, this dude, can you? And I said, Frank, let it go. <laughs> Frank can get where I said, Frank, been there, done that, let it go. I say, you got a family, you want to be on this team, let it. Man, I'm a man. I say, you are a man. You know, I'm trying. You are a man. Don't worry about it. You can go talk to him later. When everything cool down, you can go holler at him later. No, I'm going back there now. So I'm holding Frank. Nah, Frank, nah, nah, nah. And so Jimmy come back up. Frank looking. I say, Frank. So Jimmy, Jimmy walk by. You all right? Frank like, kind of shook. You know, kind of half shake. Like, I, I want to talk to you. Right. Jimmy went on up. Frank said, I ain't never... You know, he going off. And I ain't never heard. I said, Frank, if you need to talk to him, go talk to him tomorrow. I said, but right, as right now, just let it go. And uh, we got past it. You know, and I don't know if Frank ever went and, and, talk. and talked to him. But Frank, rest his soul, he's no longer with us. But I like, wow. And uh, everybody was just looking, man. I said, man, I threw him a couple extra bills. I mean, I'm going to get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine – that wouldn't fly in today's NFL. Oh no, sir! There's no way. No, sir. That's what I, you know. And I, and I, every show that I've been on, I tell people, whether it was wrong, or whether it was right. The only thing Jimmy could promise you, or he, or he wasn't gonna be here long, was my only thing. I, I win games. I only celebrate after winning. I only enjoy winning. If you're not a part of that, I'm going to get rid of you. I'm going to find a way. And that's all he cared about. You know, and whether it was right, like I tell people, I was like, wow, I look back and I'll be like, whoo. He talked us, he talked us kind of rough sometimes. He got mean. But at the end of the day, three Super Bowls later, now he's in the ring of honor. I don't know whether, like I said, I don't, you can decide whether it's wrong or right. His focus was unreal, man. How how was it? Because I can see that once you get a you get skins on the wall, right? Like you you yeah. you start winning. But right. that first year, when you guys were bad, how was how was that perceived? Him yelling and being so demonstrative uh, and man, he wasn't. You know, we all believe in God. I believe in Jesus Christ. We all believe in Jesus Christ. But you can never be holy until the, until the end. That's how Jimmy felt he was. None of y'all can be holy until the end. Y'all can walk with me, beside me, but you can never be what I am and what I'm about until you win a game. Mm. And, and, and that's how he looked at it because his whole focus, man, was – he did not. I remember one time we was running. We were all running. We got the the team doing going through drills. We going through. <laughs> this was funny to me. We going through drills. The defensive line, the offensive line, quarterbacks, cornerbacks. Say everybody in their own group. And the media. And Jimmy did this with media from a distance. That's what I'm saying. He was a social media guru. And the social media, hey, what do you think about that, Jimmy? The speed of these corners, the speed of these running backs. What do you think about this? 
He said, man, my second team is fast. My second team in Miami was faster than them. Ooh. He said, <laughs> he said, man, this combined, he said, this combined thing, when none of these guys make my, my, my college team. I mean, he just, I like, whoa. Whoa, I see coach, and I and see I like I was crazy enough. Coach, you mean man? My slowest group ever, man. We averaged a four nine. We we around here to five through it all. He said, my team too old, they're too slow, they don't understand what I want. It's gotta change. And I'm telling you, he cut like eight guys that day. He's like eight. This is when you know this man wasn't playing. Our first two years, Monday. Tuesday and Wednesday, your locker was occupied by somebody else, by somebody that they had brought in off the street. And this was like this up until about the 10th or 11th game of the year. Every Monday and Tuesday, guaranteed, and sometime Wednesdays, you, you can come in, yo, dog, what's up? Oh, my name Jess. What position you play? Oh, I play offensive guard. So you would share a locker with somebody? No, nah, they would be using your locker. Yeah, to, for a workout. Yeah, for a workout. <laughs> right at your position. If they brought in a guard, that guard was a – if they brought in a quarterback, he was at that quarterback locker. Jimmy was not – he was like, I believe in competition. You will not be relaxed. And then I think in our third year into the middle of the season – he said, I got, I, you guys are my guys. And he started talking another way. Mm-hmm. Now, he was still three hard. Year, three years. Huh? Yeah. He, wow. he was still hard. His first year, then our second year. I, Chris, if you get a chance, give us the records. And then by the middle of our third year, he started, y'all are my guys. Y'all are my guys. He was still hard. He was still focused. He was still mean. But you guys are my guys. I'm starting to get my team where I need it. And, uh, Man, I did. It gives me chill. Like it, like it gives me chills because <laughs> there is a level of sacrifice yeah, that he, is yes. necessary for greatness, and I think that is sorely missed in today's level of football. This is where the softness comes into certain to play, because like like you you know. I'm interviewing Nate after this on, on my yeah. on my show, and so I've been kind of looking up some stuff, yeah. and it's just like, when you walk into a situation that's that bad, when you're coming from a winning situation, like the first thing on your mind is, like the culture change. Like how, how can I change this culture? So that first year coming in, I got to eliminate all these bad habits, the bad way of thinking, the bad way of training, the approach, everything. I remember hearing Jimmy even talk about it. He goes, you know, uh, said when he first came here, he was like, you know, what do these guys work out at? And they're like, oh, well, we got this little outdoor workout thing, and, and they'll come in every now and again. And he's like, well, when? Clam ropes yeah, roll on the ground. Yeah, he's, yeah so he's like, where, where are they at? He's like, oh, they're all over the place, man. He goes, well, how do you know who's working out or not? He says, oh, I check on them every now and again. He said, no, they will be here working f- at least four days a week. Like, we're not just let these guys go up. No. So it's like when you hear that and it's like the second year, say, okay, I weeded out the other guys. Okay, got those out the way. Now I got I can start cooking in the kitchen. And in that third year, it's kind of like, all right, these guys know. And now my core is set. I can start building around that. But just to hear it in the mentality, I see why they were so good. Not that I was a part of those teams, but I know the guys who are part of those teams. And understanding the level of, 
commitment that you had to have. See, that's the difference. When you build that culture, when those guys walk in the locker room, if you weren't able to be up to those standards, you eliminated yourself. You stuck out so bad, like a sore thumb from what – because, see, like, what, what, uh, what did Bill Parcells say? Uh, losers talk about winners and, and winners – something like that, talking about winners, something like that. Losers yeah. talk about winners and winners concentrate on winning. Right. But so when you have those bad teams, there's these pockets of losers mm-hmm. all around your locker room, right? And, oh, and, my God. And, 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 and it's, they always agree with one another. Yeah, man, coach too hard. Yeah, man, I don't want to work out. So all these losers begin to congregate amongst each other, and now you got a locker room full of losers. Making excuses. Making and, excuses. Yeah. But then when you put the real dogs in there, the losers have nowhere to hide. So either you, you have two choices. You figure out how to become one of the dogs or you eliminate yourself. And I think this is completely side note. That's why a guy like Bill Belichick would never work here. That's why it would never work here for a guy like Bill Belichick because he has that Jimmy Johnson mentality where uh, Sean Payton. Either. Sean, That's why because I'm going to come in. I'm going to yeah. come here and I'm going to take who him. Yeah. I don't care what he make. He ain't playing right because right? I have to. I have a yeah. certain standard that has to be met. And I, you hear that about with, with Jimmy and and these guys, and and that's that's was the standard. And a lot of these guys can't handle. They couldn't. They couldn't. The thing is, you got to understand, coaches, young and old, will go down there, set appointments with Coach Johnson, and go out of the day of fishing and just talk about coaching. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of guys could grasp it, but what Coach forgot to tell them is that don't work in today's NFL. Right. Mm -hmm. Uh, it, It just don't. The thing that jumped out to me is now we're fortunate enough or unfortunate enough to, you know, you have all access, right? Mm-hmm. Cameras are in the locker room. Yeah. You see all these locker room speeches. And, you know, you you win a game in overtime that you should have killed somebody. Guys, we fought hard. We could have given up. And, you know, we stuck in there. And Jimmy's in there like, y'all didn't beat them bad enough, yeah. screaming and yelling <laughs> and cussing y'all out. Right. Like, these days it's like, you guys did a great job. Good job. We won the game. We squeaked it out at the end. And, and Jimmy's – Raw dog and y'all. <laughs> you want to go to a break and bring it back? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's take a quick yeah. break. We come back. We'll get Nate some calls. more from Nate and take some phone calls and predictions. Don't hang up with the boys. Fall is here, and that means football is back, bringing all the delicious game day foods with it. As you prep for all the big games, tailgates, and watch parties, let Yokiero be your one-stop destination for all things home gating. Yokiero's fresh, flavorful, ready-to-serve guacamole made with real Hass avocados will score taste bud touchdowns as you cheer on the Cowboys. Yokiero's wide range of mouth-watering and versatile products can be found in your local grocery store's produce or deli section. Grab some today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com 
to book your travel package today. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't really care fan, a we got them next time fan or we'll never win again fan, a here for the tailgate fan or a first one through the gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they make just about everything else easier too. So whether you're a here every week fan or haven't been here in years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, you're taking the great Dallas Cowboys seats. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection, and sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back to the second segment of Hanging with the Boys, brought to you each and every day by Blockchain.com. Thank you, Blockchain.com. And we were just listening to some great stories from back in the day from Nate about Jimmy Johnson going into the Ring of Honor this weekend at halftime. And, and Nate, you were asking Chris. Chris told us during the break, you said about halfway through the third year is when Jimmy started kind of yeah. treating you guys different. Y'all were one in fifteen, seven and nine, and then eleven and five. Yes. that third year. Yes, I mean. We he Jimmy had a certain amount of loyalty that he demanded, and even from uh, Buck Buchanan, who was Coach Landry's guy, equipment guy, mm-hmm. uh, even oh, Buck, Bucky. you know Buck. I mean, even he gave Jimmy everything. I mean, it, it was just you had to be all in, bro. You had to be because if you wasn't, uh, you, you just weren't gonna make it. You. you you just weren't gonna make it. And like you said something yesterday when, yeah. when Nick asked you about um Coach Johnson and you know his family and stuff yeah. like that. And someone asked me the other day on Twitter about coaching. And I simply told him, I said, I don't have another all in sacrifice to give to the NFL. Mm. Like I yeah. just don't. Yeah. And that's when you talk about like to be great, to be not not just to be great as a player. There is an all-in sacrifice that you have to be willing to give up, like to be great. Right. As a coach, there is an all-in sacrifice that you have to give up. Like Nate was saying, Jimmy said, I ain't, I ain't married. My marriage yeah. is over. I'm, my singular focus yes. is to come in here and to win the day and be a great football coach. Like nothing else matters. That is a level of sacrifice that – People on the outside, they don't quite understand. Mm-mm. Like, I remember as a player, I would get here at 6 a.m. for a 7 a.m. Yes. Uh, special teams meeting. Coach is already here. And they're already here. Mm-hmm. Some of them didn't, don't even leave. And then I would leave here at 6, 7 still, o'clock at night. Still here. They're still here. I'm like, dude. And that's, and that's what, seven, eight months out of the year that yeah. they're doing that. And so that level of of greatness takes a, an ultimate level of sacrifice that I don't think people truly and honestly believe understand or, or, or can even fathom just about how much time, energy, and effort is spent on 
that's, the singular focus of, of that's football. why it's two things that I believe when I see a man or a woman marry a police officer a man or a woman marry a coach and you divorce them because you they never home come on now why did you even get in because a coach, they don't change. Mm-hmm. Even when they dating you, they still got to be to work mm-hmm. every day. A police officer, he's on call. He's got to do what he's got to do, even before he married you or she married you. So when you when you when you tell me, oh, I had a coach and I did, come on, man, you were never in. Yeah, it's like yeah, you were never in unless you're like you said. Like I used to want to be a coach, and then whenever I started working here. <laughs> And I was like, thank God I didn't go down that road because it's... It's a rabbit hole. Oh, my God. Because And then you don't want to let your other coaches down, and you don't want to be the last one in the building or the first one to leave. So it's almost you almost get in this competition because if you're in coaching, you're competitive anyway. Yeah. Then it becomes like a badge of honor. This is what I do. During the season, I may be home four hours a night because half the time they sleep in their office. So, they're going to, so you do that, what, from July... Training camp, mm-hmm. July, August, September, October, November, December, January. That's seven months. Then they take up what a month, month and a half off to just deprogram, and then you're right back after Draft. like, the drafts coming. OTAs, OTA, yeah. Camp. But you gotta understand, Chris ridiculous. Beam. You gotta understand, Chris Beam is the same. What's up, big dog? Mm-hmm. He's connected to this the same way because uh, Scott Purcell. It's like it's uh, rocks. They are assigned to certain people. And they have uh, vacations when these people have vacations. And when they don't, yeah, that's why I tell you, football on this level, and now even it's starting to be in college because you're paying people. You're paying people to do a certain job. Now it comes down to are you really dedicated to this job? And I just remember uh, Troy signing – and then uh, Jimmy signing a, a, a longer contract. Troy signed, and I signed a longer contract. I just want to let everybody know I'm going to be here just a little bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we all would laugh, and we all would. But then the reality of it, yeah. you know, the reality of it, yeah. Let's take a call. Yeah. Chris, we got anybody on the phone? Uh-oh. Chris. We lose Chris. But anyway, I'll, I'll tell you this. Eight 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 five five two two nine seven. If we ever get Chris the, back, the thing that what what and I keep I ask you Jesse because you kind of can rap with these babies more than I can. Uh, <laughs> these babies, yeah, man, they they babies to me because uh, some of the things I hear, you know, as bad as much as we love Michael Parsons, uh, he don't understand what greatness is. And I, and I can say this and don't and don't worry about it. He don't understand what greatness is and the responsibility that it carries and what is required from you. And what what I mean by that is when you line up on the field and you look at the film, you looked at the film and you've done your study of these players cuz he's going to play against multiple players and you have not figured out a way a way or some at some point in this game where you can take it over or you can impact this game. You 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 don't understand your greatness. You know I you know I don't watch this podcast. I don't watch none of that. 
I, I watch him after games, like the like majority of the people do, or a few people do, and I hear the things he said. He handled that right with the holding and all that after this game. He handled it perfectly. But you have to understand, if you want the world, you got to figure out a way to manipulate it. If you want the world, you got to figure out a way to manipulate it. If you want to be the best pass rusher and the MVP, defense MVP, you got to figure out a way to manipulate it. But see, my 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 issue, since I am a little bit yeah. closer to, yeah. you know, I think the biggest thing is understanding, not only understanding your greatness, but understanding more so than ever how the we can impact the me. Yes. And this is yes. what I say by that is, is that if I were Micah Parsons, if I, my biggest thing would, would be how can I get the others around me to raise their level, right? Because if they are better, it makes my job a lot easier. Yes, yes. So I would be the one that will be going to the coaches saying, hey, give me some more film. I know you gave me these cut-ups. I would be going to see Sammy and saying, yo, I need more cut-ups. And then I would be the one saying, yo, Osa, uh, Golson, uh, Williams. Williams. Oh, hey, my crib, tonight I'll bring the food. I'll have a chef come by. We're going to break some more of this film down. I think far too many guys nowadays, and this is not just a cowboy thing, but when practice is done and they leave here, that's the last time – they actually connect with one another when it comes to the game plan. Right. Right? And, like, that to me, if all you do is here and then we don't talk again until the next time we're here, there is that level of running through the wall for my dog. Because we can play the game all day and we can do that, but there's there's a certain level of commitment that when I look to the guy to my left and I look to the guy to my right that I'm willing to put in to help him. Right, but if we sit down and we break this film down together, our communication is out through the roof, our commitment is even more through the roof, our understanding, and then now the tools and techniques that we both can use to help us master what we want to do. I, I those are type of things that I don't necessarily see, and I don't know how we got down the leadership rabbit hole, but in that leadership rabbit hole coming from a really good player, because you can be really good. And it could be a singular greatness. That's not going to help you in the overall purpose of it because you need the rest of these guys to to get to a level where you're at. And the only way you do that is by information, is by knowledge, and by relationship. I think that's the biggest thing that I think some of these – and these are young guys. Remember, like these guys, Mike is 25, 24, 25 years old. So understanding that leadership point of – how can I galvanize these dudes and bring these guys together so that we all can have a better understanding of what we need to do? And that helps me out as well. All right. Good stuff, fellas. Let's take our last break. Chris, you back there? Did we lose? Yes, I'm back oh, here. Oh, okay. okay. Right. Sorry, I have to turn something down and move something over. Yeah, yes. all good. We'll take our last break, and when we come back, we will finally get to some phone calls <laughs> on Hanging with the Boys. Here. All right, bye. <laughs> I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. And they snap it to Prescott, who looks right. It's not there. He escapes left. He'll run for a first down. Just like football, when it comes to crypto, it's important to have a team you can trust. With Blockchain.com, I know I'm in good hands. 
Since 2011, they've been trusted by millions around the world to buy, sell, and trade cryptocurrency. Prescott's going to run this himself. Run it up the middle, and he scores. Whether you're new to crypto or an active trader, they've got you covered. What are you waiting for? Get started at blockchain.com. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection. And sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they make just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't-been-here-in-years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. James right here, your 2022 Dallas Cowboys fan of the year. You know how much I love my Cowboys, and I am thrilled to be talking to you about the 2023 Fan of the Year Award presented by Captain Morgan. We're looking for the ultimate Cowboys fan to spice up the game. That means you eat, sleep, and breathe the Dallas Cowboys. If that's you, or if you know someone like me, then go to DallasCowboys.com slash Fan of the Year, and you could win tickets to Super Bowl 58 and so much more. Enter today. Back to Hanging with the Boys. Welcome back to the final segment of... Hanging with the boys brought to you each and every day by Jigsaw, the official dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. And we got Chris back. He disappeared. But I'm he's here. back. And now he can man the phone. Jimmy us. sent him to the asthma field. Did he? He to the <laughs> asthma studio. <laughs> <laughs> no, All someone right. slid a pillow back here. That's what <laughs> All right. Pull us up a uh, caller there, Chris. Who we got? Costas in Jersey. Hey, Costas, what's up? Hey, Shannon. How are you? I'm wonderful, man. How are you? Awesome, awesome show so far. I love all the stories, and I can't wait to hear Jesse's show with Nate on it. Yeah. All right, so I have two questions, no crazy ones this week, and this will be the last <laughs> time I can call in for a while. Congratulations also, on uh, almost nailing the score last week, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I w- I'll pick with my heart this week, not my head, because it's Jimmy Day. But my two questions are regarding – number 71 and uh, Gallup. So what's wrong with uh, Richards and Jalen Brooks? If these guys really aren't producing, why aren't they they given a shot? I mean, I know, Jesse, you had said last week about how it takes receivers a little bit long, but, you know, he's been pretty productive. Brooks, I'm talking about when he's been in there. And then Richards, Nate, you liked him in the uh, training camp. Yes, yes. Go ahead, I'm sorry. You know. No, uh, I was just wondering about why they're, I mean, are they given a shot and they're just not producing in practice? Like, how does that work? There's no more really uh, upbeat practices. It's just the coaches have decided that he's like the third backup, you know, because you got TJ on the inside with the guards, and then you got um, Adago. It's the first tackle up, swing tackle up, and then there's Austin Richards, I think. You know, so 
it's just how the coaches put them in their pecking order and how they feel that they well, who gives them the best chance to win? Uh, now, now Tobert, I don't even care if they never throw him a pass because they want him to throw enough passes to cook. So <laughs> I don't really don't care. How I do don't. You- I don't do. I don't do third and fourth, third. I mean, excuse me, th- fourth, fifth, and sixth receivers. I, I don't do them. I, I I do the first two. I do the first three, and that because. That is what I see around the league. That has not changed. And that's just who I believe in. If you got these guys one, two, and three, throw them the ball. You can't cover everybody. Everybody don't have three great corners. You know, and throw them the ball. Throw Cooks the ball. Throw uh, CD the ball. Throw Ferguson the ball. Tony the Throw them the ball. Those are your playmakers. Speaking of backups, word came out yesterday. All right, listen up, fans. Because you guys have been asking for this all year, and, and we're we're gonna see we're gonna see, we're gonna see what happens. But your backups to Tony Pollard this week will be active. Will be Deuce Vaughn oh and Hunter Lipke because uh, Rico's hurt, and then uh, Malik Davis has reached his limit of up and, up and down. So we're gonna have TP. Deuce Vaughn and Hunter Lipke in the uh, backfield this week. I, I, I don't even like how they play in these games. I, yep. that, 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 that amazes me. If Deuce Vaughn is better than the other guy, Malik Davis, we, we shouldn't be worried about it. But why, why, why are we everybody like, wow, okay, how did it get to this? Okay, 18 weeks ago, we thought Vaughn was better. Well, guess what? No, no, no. Not you, Don't not you. We. No, 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 no. Y'all but not. I'm just saying, <laughs> the collective we <laughs> thought, thought uh, Vaughn was better. <laughs> Hunter Lemke uh, kind of canceled it out. I don't hold it against the kid for fumbling. I, I really don't. Nature of the beast. I think Hunter Lemke should be one of the backups to, to Tony Pollard. But now, since it is what it is, can we get Tony Pollard the ball 25 times? Can we actually make an effort to get him the ball 25 times? Might have to this week. Might not have another choice. Here's what's going to go. Here's what's going to blow people away. I just have this gut feeling that they're going to get down to the red zone. It's going to be like five yard or six yard line, and you're going to see Dak Prescott in shotgun and standing next to him would be number 42. And they're going to try to give him a handoff and run him right up the middle. And this is not going to go well. This is not going to go well. It's going to be a wasted down trying to run Deuce Vaughn in the A-gaps on the goal line. I hope you're wrong. I hope we come in here on Tuesday and we're just like, Jesse, you're an idiot. I wouldn't be wrong. I I have been right. I told y'all in August, the young man, which I have nothing personal against Deuce, I think he's a good young dude. I met him a couple times. I told y'all in August, there's a lot of DMPs in that man's future. Didn't you? I'll I'll admit this. You are right a lot. It pains me to say that, but you are, you know, in all your craziness, you know, all your bravado, and you know, back patting and chest patting. Right, get to the part where I'm right. right. You're get right to that a part. lot. Let's get to that part. Let's get to that part. All right. Let's get to to the chase. Didn't you say? And maybe I maybe I made this up or thought I heard this, but didn't you say um, back about week three or four? Maybe I heard it from somebody else that Bill Belichick 
the the dynasty may be over. It may be the beginning of the end. Was that you that yeah. said that? And that was before. And now, yeah, all that talk is really gained go check out unfiltered with Jesse Holly. I yeah. said more. You said that, but wait, you said that way yeah. back in the beginning of the season. Yeah. Okay, I just thought about that the other day. I was like, you know what? I need to I need to give that was Jesse me. some props because I thought me. he was crazy when he said, "There's yeah. no way they're getting rid of that man in New England." They need to. And, and it, now it sounds like they they it, might be doing. At it. some point in time, go go another Jimmy story is about you know you shouldn't stay nowhere more than five, five years. years. You had a great run, Bill, but at some point in time. As good as your message would have been or has been, it begins to fall on deaf ears because Bill still has the mentality of Jimmy, of Parcells. That don't fly with these new jokers. That and then you don't Especially have. Especially you don't have a quarter. And then you don't have the big alpha dog in there. Twelve. Well, well you know what's going to be interesting. I was thinking about this when you were talking. We were talking about how the dynamics change and football softer and all that. I think you can get away with that if you still have an old school guy in the locker room. And I was thinking about, is there anybody, the closest thing to old school that the Cowboys have is DeMarcus Lawrence. You had Witten. He was old school. He was that kind of old old head guy in there, right? Now you got DeMarcus. What's this this old generation's gone? I mean, that changes but having the whole the dynamic, older, right? The, having the older generation that is willing to pull the young guys. Yes. See, that's the difference. Yeah. That's always been my beef with Jason. Wait, when people try to make him out to be this great leader, but I'm not going. I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to get on that. But but it, it's if you have an old dog in the locker room, is he willing to pull? That was Tony's knock. That was Tony Romo's knock. That's what people ever said. Well, well, how come Dak took over the locker room? Because Dak came in the locker room and bonded with the younger guys in the group, and Tony just couldn't understand it. He he couldn't. The fathom, Tony wasn't getting off of practice and going to jumping on the sticks with these guys. Tony was getting off practice and going to play golf or going home to his wife or going home to his children. He was doing what 39, 40-year-old dudes do. You know what I'm saying? He, he wasn't, wasn't playing doing, the basketball and the hampers. He, he wasn't doing what 22-year-old guys are doing. Yeah. So, yes, having an old dog in the locker room is great, but that does that old dog now reach back and grab the pups? Right, but I'm talking about like in the way that like a coach, I think, could talk Somewhat like what Jimmy did. If you had, an, you have somebody that can relate, right? Yeah, but like it was but once like, everybody that can't relate's gone, no. then it's like this whole new generation is going to be. I mean, they dominate now, right? They're, they're and you dominant. got coaches like Mike McDaniel. That's you know one of the one of the guys, right? Mm-hmm. Like he's the coach, but he, you know, he's not dog cussing people. He's you know that's my guy, and I you know hey come over here and let's you know. I think it's just interesting how the dynamic of football has changed Change. when it comes to relationships with players and coaches. We did a terrible job of getting the calls today. That's your fault, Nate. But the content was great. You had two great of stories today. I could sit here literally for eight hours and listen to you. Well, you'll have another hour to listen to Unfiltered with Jesse Holly when they do. We need need that. When's that going to air? It's going to be shot right after this show. It's going to air tonight or tomorrow. Tonight or tomorrow, which is for sure, for sure, Saturday morning. Saturday morning, yeah, for sure. I have to check that out. I'm gonna try to get it out tonight, like around eleven o'clock. Nice. What y'all gonna talk about? Ooh, I got a list. You got a list? Oh, yeah, get our our picks in. All right, Nate. Cowboys winning or losing? Man, we gonna win this by the skin of our teeth, man. So one tenth of a point. (laughs) Nate has one tenth of a point. We didn't even get Costa's score. Man, we got one caller and didn't even get his score. Chris, what's your score? Uh, let's go 35-30. 35-30, Cowboys. By the way, the spread is at six points. Cowboys are favored by six points. Over under is 53 Okay, then 37-30. 37-30. to 30. 
37. You're going to beat the spread, huh? 37-30. Kurt has them at 33-27. to 27. Cowboys winning. What's Jazz got, Chris? 35-21 Cowboys. 35-21. Jesse? Uh, I'm going Cowboys. 36-30. 36-30. All right. You and Chris are almost twinsies. Hey, you need Nick's? Yeah. What's Nick got? 34-24 Cowboys. Hey, guys. 34 What's up, brother? Why didn't you come sit with us? You didn't want to hang out today? He came in the last two minutes, about four minutes just, ago. Just yeah. By walked away. by, yeah. And then went back I got there some snacks for y'all when you're done. Oh, good. We like snacks. Uh, I will go 31-30 Cowboys. It's unanimous. Cowboys are winning this week. They get back pod on pick. the horse. Pop it. Pod, oh, yeah, pod picks. Uh, who, will, who will score? <laughs> Nate's like it doesn't Can we matter. throw the ball to somebody? Who will score first? Either team, Jesse. Uh, David Montgomery. Ooh. All right. Uh, Nick. So you, you should. <laughs> We're going to defer to the second half. They're going to give Detroit the ball first. Nick, watch. Chris, and Jazz. Who do y'all have? Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go with my trusty Cooks. Cooks? Ooh. They're going to throw him the ball. All right. St. Brown. Oh, Amara. Amara. Ooh, that's a good St. one. St. Brown. St. Brown are bad. What about man. Jazz? Mm. We're working on She's going, uh, uh. Jazz, we do this every Dow. week. Every week. <laughs> said Dow. He ain't even playing. playing. No, Dow's not playing. She, said, she looks shocked. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thanks for being a part Thanks of the Cowboy family. <laughs> She's get she's got deuce just because of that. She got deuce. Yep. She got Pollard. She got Pollard. 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 All right. I will go. I'll go deuce just just for Jesse. <laughs> See what happens. That's why Cowboy fans always get kicked in the teeth. <laughs> just for just for reasons unknown. Yeah. Now you now you question out. Well, why did they do this? Yeah. The same reason you picked Deuce. Uh, Nate, great stuff today, man. Enjoy. Yeah. Hey, enjoy enjoy tomorrow night. That's gonna hey, be you really, see Scott pretty, really special. Take some pictures for us and send us some pictures and video. Yeah. Take send it to. There'll the be weird weird angles. He'd be like, yeah. <laughs> People like that back there. <laughs> Good back stuff. Back there fellas. is Rayfield Wright. Chris, thanks for keeping us on the air. Kurt, we'll see you next week. No show on Monday. Wait, Rayfield Wright still alive? We'll be back Tuesday. Do what? Is Rayfield Wright still alive? Sorry, he's not. Yeah, no, oh, he's not. He's, he's not. not. Oh, sorry. Not, but that's I'm, funny, though. That was funny. That was I'm funny. sorry. He rest in peace, but he yes. cracked a good joke. Sorry. Uh, Wright, Jazz, apparently. thanks for keeping Chris company. Josh. Josh, thanks, thanks for keeping us up on all the social channels. We'll be back on Tuesday. Victory Tuesday. Sorry, no you, show don't, Monday. you don't get us on Monday. New Year's. New Year's. Happy New Year's, everybody. Yes. See y'all next y'all. year. See y'all next year. We out! This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?